Welcome to Reading for Attention, the weekly podcast where me, Paul, and me Bessie mate Sarah chat about a recent book whilst drinking a carefully selected beverage. Now, why have we committed to reading a book every single week and talking about it in a public forum? Well, the same reason me and Sarah do anything in life, for attention. Good evening, Sarah. I tell you what, I haven't seen you for ages. I uh, know. Good morning, Paul. Live and direct from sunny, sunny Lisbon. <laughs> Imagine if the plane crashes on the way there. <laughs> Sarah? I'm just going to ignore that comment. But then I would never be there. That's why the joke was. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. I didn't get that. So we're here for a lovely bonus episode of Reading for Attention, the podcast. Reading for Attention at gmail.com. Yeah. And Instagram and that, you know. So today's bonus epi is going to be a shorter one because we know we like to ramble. And what we're going to do is instead of talking about a book, because Sarah's got holidays to go on. She don't have time for a book this week. Uh We're just going to have a little reminisce about some of our favorite books from when we were angsty, children, pubescent, teenage, gothic, you know, you know, not punk era. Uh How long did your punk phase last? So my phases were never outward. I always looked the same, like a little gay boy. (laughs) But I was mega angsty. Uh, Yeah, I can imagine that. So, so Olivia Rodrigo. I used to (gasps) write weird stuff down. Scribble it out. Yeah. Did you write on your arms? Oh, yeah. On their arms. I pierced my friend's arm. That was actually terrifying. That Wait, I didn't what? want to do that. Yeah, she was a genuine emo and she made us pierce her arm. It was terrifying. I would have a little go at smoking, you know what I mean? <laughs> and... I bought a black and white tie from Claire's Accessories and wore it over <sighs> my best top for two days. And that was my, <sighs> Avril, that was my Avril Lavigne phase. I tried that <laughs> once wearing a tie, but it was like when I was an Irish dancer, I used to have to wear a shirt and tie and I had this yeah. green, like, patterned, you know work tie that an old man would wear to work and I just one day decided to wear that over a long sleeve t-shirt <laughs> and I, my friend was like who are you Avril Lavigne and I just got so embarrassed that I took it off immediately. When Gabe came to stay a couple of weeks ago my uniform for when I'm working on the bars at the at the theatre is a black waistcoat and a black and white striped tie and a white shirt and I just had that hanging up on the outside of my wardrobe and gave us here for a couple of days and then on like the last day she was like oh it's your uniform and I was like hey she's like that I just thought you were maybe going through a bit of an April Levine thing please will you wear that on Saturday (laughs) I'd look like a certain person that we used to work with Right, so what we're going to do today, reminisce about these childhood books. And I think there's no rules here. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. books, maybe three books each that stick out from your time as a youth okay. and how they influenced your life. Yeah. So I'm going to make you go first. <gasps> okay. So just do one and then I'll do one and then you do yeah. one and then I'll do one and then you do one and then I'll do one. Do you want me to repeat that? One more time. You do one, and then I'll do one, and then you, I'll do, oh, sorry, I'll start again. You do one, and then, no, wait, I'll stop now. (laughs) Okay, Um, 
the first book that I think about when I think about my childhood is actually a fable, but I don't remember what the moral was, so that went in. I think I just liked it because it was a bit psychotic. Um, And it was just The Gingerbread Man. Loved the fucking gingerbread man. I used to make my dad read it to me every single night before bed. So he knew it off by heart, obviously. So he used to just get through. But run, 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 flash, you can't flash me. Run, 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 flash, you can't flash me. I'm a gingerbread man. Run, run, run. And it's when the... Sorry, is he Irish? Well, no. He's he's dead, actually. Um, Holy shit. Don't hit us with that one, you cow. Shit, I should have been quicker. I really fumbled I'll it cut, because I, I knew. I'll cut out the middle bit. Okay. <laughs> Brilliant one. Yes. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Here all night. Well, for the next <laughs> 25 minutes. Um, But I liked it because the gingerbread man was a cocky little <laughs> And then at the end, <laughs> you just get eaten by a fox. Sure that I've even re- read it. Oh. But that's not the book that I want to talk about. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> My other favourite book from my childhood, this is when I'm thinking child, child here, was The Witches. Oh my God, that film is so scary. It's so scary. So me and my brother used to, first of all, share a room and then we got, I got moved into what can only be described as a cupboard. And my mum used to put this little cassette player in between the two bedroom doors and put a cassette on every night. And then she'd go to sleep and, or she'd go downstairs, what she'd been, whatever. Unbeknownst to her, upstairs, me and my brother were being equally traumatised because she just used to put the witches on, a cassette of the witches. And the opening, the end line of the opening chapter was, can you tell um, the difference between these witches? And then it'll be like, hello, can I help you cross the road? Or, hello, where's your mother? And they obviously sound identical. (gasps) And then she goes, which witch is the witch? And I'd be like, <gasps> <laughs> my brother in his bed also shitting his <laughs> And then, how funny is this? I was telling this when I was older to my ex boyfriend about my mum, like, unknowingly traumatizing her children every night. Um, and he was like, I can do you one better. And I was like, what? He's like, when my parents his parents had taken him away on holiday when he was like four maybe five and the whole time they'd been away he'd just been petrified but they didn't understand why they were just like what's going on with him he's really not himself and then they went away again the following year to the same place went back to the same hotel and again he's absolutely petrified and eventually someone from staying at the hotel was like oh brave little boy for being here and his parents are like, why? Yeah, do, what is going on? Do you know why he's so scared? And they're like, oh, this is the hotel where they shot the film, The Witches. No freaking so they've way. Been taking him to this hotel every year for his summer holidays for a week of pure oh child my torment. God, that's, that's wild. You know what? I just got a memory of when you said the cassette thing, I suddenly got a memory of, you know, when it would run out on one side and my, me and my brother would be like, you turn it over, you turn it over. But my, one of ours was Rumpelstiltskin. Which That's is awful. Terrifying with the spinning, yeah, you know, the wheel. spinning wheel. And then he gets so annoyed at the, the end room. that he stamps and, and stamps himself in half. Yeah. Do you know what? I was, I was awful. weirdly thinking, I was thinking about that yesterday, Rumpelstiltskin. Cause do you know what I was thinking? How the fuck does she guess his name? <laughs> 
that's quite a point that maybe we should revisit does someone tell her i feel like she gets visited by a witch i think yeah she, she doesn't just guess it she knows she yeah. nas she fucking she, nas. Yeah. Uh, she's like john sean michael yeah rumpelstiltskin <laughs> my equivalent of ralph's story is that when i wasn't five to be fair and we didn't end up going but regardless we're gonna go and stay in this place i was probably 12 i don't even know where it was maybe england it was this like really nice old cottage sort of in the middle of this garden and my mom was like yes virginia wolf spent a summer here and then she went into the river with stones in her pockets and killed herself i was like mom i'm not staying there it's like why it's literature it's history it'll be lovely i was like no absolutely not. when she was packing your case but she just weighing rocks out yeah that one all going i was absolutely oh, come in for the fitting of your petticoat <laughs> you imagine yeah but why we didn't all end these up pockets going. sewn into it mother <laughs> yeah so what you're choosing here the witches very the witches. good very good very good the watchers i remember distinctly having a sleepover at molly richmond's house when i was in year four probably and we watched the witches upstairs and we we're just like it's a pg and we were all like i just don't understand how it's not a 15 this really should be a 15 because <laughs> we we're so scared all of us and couldn't sleep i still think that about the others which is a 12 sorry yeah they've got and that the woman, wrong the woman in black the woman in black should is x I think. Yeah, that should be banned. Yeah, it should be banned along with a Serbian film. Um, <laughs> so for me, one of my favourite books is, and this is from the early childhood, uh-huh. is The Owl and the Pussycat. Oh! I okay. loved it. I know, but I had the hardback book with like a line on every page and it was lovely diagrams. Do you know what? Diagrams. I, I, that... <laughs> That's not what I mean. Lovely anatomical diagrams. <laughs> a lovely diagram size. of a uterus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I reckon I could. I reckon I could recite that poem. You know, shall we have a go? You do one line. I'll do another. And see who, whoever, whoever stops, gives up first. Okay, loses. The owl and the pussycat. Is that, that all you're doing? <laughs> went to see. I think do the full line. I don't know where the line ends. The owl and the pussycat went to see in a beautiful pea green boat. That's the end. They took. Some money and plenty. Wrong. They took some honey and plenty yeah. of money wrapped up in a five pound note. The owl looked up to the stars above and sang to an old guitar. My favourite line. Oh, lovely pussy. Oh, pussy, my love. What a beautiful pussy you are. <laughs> you are. What a beautiful pussy you are. Um, Fuck. I don't know if I know the next bit. Right, hang on. No, it's a beautiful pussy. Oh, wonderful pussy. Pussy, my love. What a beautiful pussy you are. You are. You are. What a beautiful pussy you are. Oh, fuck. I don't know it either. We're both We're both one. But you know what my actual favourite line is? Uh, is where it goes. Runcible spoon. Uh, my dear, yeah, and I was like, Mr. Are you, Mr. Mr. Pig, are you willing to sell for one shilling my <laughs> rings at the piggy? I will. <laughs> Last poem, and I, I did oh, it for my primary school assembly. Oh, I would have loved that. Do you know what? The reason that I thought I knew that is because when I used to sleep over at my cousin's house as a child, and I could never sleep, I've just I don't know. No matter how late the adults made me stay up, I would wake up at four a.m. 
no matter how early I went to bed, I would wake up at 4am. So it was just a nightmare, but I wasn't allowed to leave my room until it was an, a sociable time. Yeah. And they had a poster of that on the wall. So I just used to read it on loop over and over again. Aww. The owl looked up to the stars and mum said to a small guitar, oh, lovely pussy, a pussy, my love, what a beautiful pussy you are, you are, you are, beautiful pussy you are. Pussy said to the owl, you elegant fowl. Yes, how could I forget? <laughs> how charmingly sweet you sing. Yeah. God, what a banger. Absolute Fucking banger. You need to remix that. That, yeah. Okay, yeah, shout. I'm with you. Right. What's your nextie? The next one, I'm jumping forward a few years here, Paul, okay. into my early teens or at least early adolescence. I think I was maybe 12. How many pubes did you have? None. I'm still pubeless. Oh, good for you. Thanks. Um, and it was Mallory Blackman's Noughts and Crosses. That's mine! Is it, is it your next That's one? That's my next one! <laughs> Well, fuck me, what a book. What a, what a book. What a book. And I remember distinctly reading it in the back of my grandparents at Ford Fiesta and um, my granddad had had to go and pick up a prescription. So he'd pulled over outside of the chemist and my grandma had got out. My granddad was like, what are you reading? And I was like, Noughts and Crosses by Mary Blackman. And just as he'd asked me that, I got to the sex scene. Which was the, the sex, sex scene. scene. I was in so, primary school when I read this. Well, you're ancient, that's why. Um, no, surely that would be the other way around. Well, I'm dumbfounded. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what year it came out. And it I came remember out in 2001. Yeah, so it was it was 2001 oh. when I read it. Yeah, so you must have oh. just read it. I just read it when later. I was like, yeah. Maybe I wasn't pre-teens. No, Maybe you were two. Yeah, well, it wasn't new. I don't. It must not have been new. But I was. Oh. I, I rem- Maybe I was between the ages of nine and twelve. Let's put it that way. Okay. And I remember reading that sexy in the back of my grandparents' car and thinking, if they knew what I was reading, I'd be arrested because mm. I'm, I'm pure fe- filth. I'm feeling a type of way mm. in the back of my grandparents' car, and it was the first sexy I'd ever read. It's the first. I think it was the first like sexual encounter I'd ever ha- happened upon in any walk of life Me let too. alone except in betwixt you... the pages of a book <laughs> except sex cetera and euro trash that was my well next... no that was still that was too early for me I hadn't, I hadn't ventured into the world of wow. sex cetera yet Jesus. and I just remember being like oh and getting really hot under the collar and thinking you know what this is the life for me I am a woman I am a woman um, and just that ending I think if I read that now, oh. that it would still really destroy me. I know. It's, I remember it vividly. It was in year five. I'd moved schools in year five. And there was a girl called Siobhan Thompson. And she was reading it too. And she was texting us. I was in my mom and dad's bed. They weren't there. <laughs> and <laughs> she was texting us. Being like, I've just finished Norton Crosses. I'm crying. But obviously we were... Spoiler. Like nine. Yeah. No, no. Well... I didn't see it like that. Um, yeah. But the thing with Mallory Blackman for me is I've got vivid memories of Mallory Blackman because I was at the twins' house for a party and our friend Anne, for, it must have been for my birthday, gave us, a, I think it was a th- either a three or a four pack. You know when you can get them with the cardboard around, not cardboard, yes. around, yeah, like a set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was Mallory Blackman, never heard of her. And I read all three of them. Hacker was my first introduction to Mary Blackman. She used to do oh quite God. a lot of um, yeah. kids solving um, codes and stuff and yeah, crimes. Yeah, yeah. And 
it so I read that read the three and then I would just read every single book that Marilyn Blackman made like you because no, Norton Cross is a young adult but the rest like those ones were for kids Picard Boy Picard Pig- Boy yeah Pig-Cart that, Boy, we did yeah. that in school in year five yeah and it was um, a tv show as well it wasn't that long ago that one of the Noughts and Crosses came out, you know, and I need to read it because I I've I've not read I've not read it either. I've just looked. It was 2019. We should definitely do that for the pod Oh, maybe I did read that one. I've read, a, I've got one in hardback, so that's a new one. But then I'm sure, yeah, maybe, I think it was earlier than 2019. I downloaded yeah. one the other day because not a Noughts and Crosses one, but one, something about the stars, about two, two teenagers on a star, on a spaceship. I don't know. Mm. I only read about a chapter of it, but I'll get back to that. Yeah, what a book. Fabulous book. And Mary Blackman, Children's Laureate from 2013 to 15. Mm-hmm. And she's an incredible person. Incredible person. And you know, at the risk of this just sounding ridiculous, I knew intellectually that she was black, but didn't really think about what a feat that was <laughs> until I was yeah. much older. And also, yeah. all of our characters. Black, obviously not in North Crosses, but all the kids on the pictures of all of these books were black, and I just never. Yeah, I guess I was so young that I didn't yeah. even make that. It didn't even enter my mind that all oh, these kids are black, and mm-hmm. what that must have done for representation in children's literature and just such brilliant stories. Valerie Blackman, like what mm-hmm. a ledge. Uh, yeah, now I look back and think, God, that was that would have been my first introduction to a black character in anything and and yeah. oh I love Ma- Maza B also saw Norton Crosses at Northern Stage probably like 15 years <gasps> ago they did a production of it and it was brilliant oh, the BBC did an adaptation a couple yeah I didn't watch I that didn't watch it I was a bit scared to watch it I did um, maybe I'll watch yeah, that wasn't, wasn't keen I don't think but yeah wow what a series what a legendary lady oh I don't like lady I shouldn't say lady Lazy. So patronising, um, doesn't it? Oh, I like that we've... Yeah! And I, and I found, I cleaned out my mum's house and I found all my Mallory Blackman books and I've written Paul Webb in the front of all of them. Oh. I just think it's cute and gay. In a gel pen, in a, in, a, in, a, in a baby blue glittery gel pen. Well, it's nice to know that those pens stand the test of time. Uh-huh, yeah. Right, jump my final book. Final book, final book, please. You know what it's going to be? Oh, yes, I do, of course. It is... Of course, my all-time favourite book, The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton, written when she was 17, which still to this day blows my mind. And I just remember finishing it and immediately starting it again and being in love with every single one of the characters. And it introduced me to the circular narrative plot device. So it starts with, as I stepped out of the movie house, as I stepped out of the darkness of the movie theatre into the bright lights of the street, there were two things on my mind, Paul Newman and a ride home. And the last line is, as I stepped out of the movie theatre in uh, the darkness of a movie, oh my God. And I remember thinking, oh my God, the plot's just come a whole circle. Holy and shit. My mind, my tiny, tiny mind is blown. And I just, th- I mean, obviously now when I think about it, it's quite a lot, you know, critically that you could analyze it it was a social commentary on class and wealth and being broke in America and loads of juicy stuff but I just loved these boys that she'd written about the the family pony boy uh soda pop and mm-hmm. Daryl 
there's loads there's like three of them that have a really similar name daryl darren and darius or something <laughs> um darius dinesh <laughs> and i just loved them so much and i always thought if i had a son i'd call him soda pop and now that i'm older <laughs> i don't think that'll work quite as well but back when i was 12 i was like yeah wow that'll be edgy yeah i read it oh. Just really quickly, there was two girls in my school who wanted to have babies at the same time, a boy and a girl, and one of them wanted to call it Mackenzie Blue and the other one wanted to call it Mackenzie Pink. Love that. <laughs> Isn't that fit? That. Uh, also, talking of writing your name in the front of it, I've written my name in the front of that book, but my pen has run out, so it says Sarah Harvey. <laughs> well, do you remember? Thank God, because you, again, it's one of the books that I borrowed and lost, and you had two copies, and you were like, I'm not going to give you a precious copy, and I was like, all right then. And then you gave us the not precious copy and I lost it. But before I lost it, I read it and yeah, I loved it. And I love the the connection to you of it. Mm. And yeah, so probably two years ago, well, maybe longer than that. No, definitely longer than that. Bloody hell. But I thought it was fabulous and just so jealous that she's 17. Yeah. And that's it. It's where you can tell because it's not like perfect. There's loads of loads of like not even typos just grammatical errors and she types in the way that she speaks and stuff so I don't oh I love I love that book so what year was that published um Sarah's just looking for the date here use sorry oh it was written in 1967 fuck off Jesus S.C. Hinton wrote her first book The Outsiders in 1967 when she was 17 years old she graduated from the University of Tulsa in 1970 with a degree in education the following year she married a fellow student David they have one son and live in Tulsa Tulsa have you read any of her other shit no I've not have you not I'm just looking now she's got five books oh just love it just love it when I stepped out into the bright sunlight from the darkness of the movie house I had only two things on my mind Paul Newman and a ride home do you know who's named after Paul Newman? Paul Webb. Paul Webb. <laughs> Paul Newman and Paul Robeson. They did a film of it in 1983. Yes, with Tom I, Cruise. Was it Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise was in it. He wasn't a main A manie. But I feel like it didn't, it do, didn't do very well. Very well but yeah. I'll tell you something. I watched it and there's one scene. Am um, I thinking of Kez? No, I am thinking of it. There's one scene when they get out of the shower and you can see a, a flash of a ball sack. And I remember I paused the VHS, <laughs> rewound and rewatched that flash about a hundred times. I did that with Lip from Shameless. Do you remember him? Wow. Uh, I don't, I, no, I don't think I watched Shameless. Jodie Latham. How did you not watch Shameless as a Northwestern lass? Because I just had to look outside my window and I'd see the live action. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you were Shameless. Uh, brilliant, right? My final book mm-hmm. that I remember from childhood well I'll give you some honorable mentions I've told the story of my Brokeback Mountain book experience on mm-hmm. the podcast before of going down I remember it so vividly going downstairs my mom was reading it for book club bringing it up reading it without breaking the spine crying silently in bed because it was so moving and then putting it back as if nobody had ever read it uh so there's that and then also like you know the ones that you did in English A-level and stuff that just I found my copies of those and there's loads of writing in them it's so cute so um Regeneration by Pat Barker which I absolutely love it's about kind of neuros men coming back from the war Uh with neuroses 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 well they like PTSD basically and it's like they're in a home and they're either getting treated through lobotomies and electric shock therapy or they're getting treated through 
talking therapy. Very, very good. And also it's it's like fictionalized God, that sounds... lives of oh, Wilfred Owen and Siegfried Sassoon, who were war mm-hmm. poets, but it was fictionalized. But and there's some like homo undertones in there which I quite enjoy, joy, joy. Was Wilfred Owen gay? Yeah, well that's yeah, that's what they say. And that's and she fair. kind of writes about that. And I've that's read that a couple of times. Poems. Yes, Wilfred Owen's fantastic poet. Mm-hmm. So there's that one and then we did Gatsby and I just have nice memories of being in that class with Gatsby. I've, I've never actually gone back to it, but probably will one day. Mm-hmm. It is a, it's a classic for a reason. Yeah. And then there's the secret history by Donna Tartt, which <gasps> how cute is this, right? At the end of year 13, every single person in the class got a book, but it, was, book. but it was secondhand. So it was their yeah. copies. They looked through all of their books and were like, which ones do you think people would like? And they gave me the secret history. And I've got a letter written in the front from the teacher. And I that found it the so other day. nice. So nice. The secret history as well. I only read that when I was in doing my undergrad. I read that when yeah. I was in so I read it in sixth form. And this kind of brings me to my choice because what I was always doing when I was growing up was reading for attention but it was more than that actually I wasn't doing it to sh- like I certainly didn't tell other people in school that I read Jesus I didn't want to get wedgie do you know what I mean <laughs> but I want I just wanted deeply wanted to be an intellectual person who understood these books so yes. I remember for one night for two hours every day for like six days I read To Kill a Mockingbird and uh, I was really struggling to take it in and then I ended up doing that for, in A-level as well. So finally understood it. But the book that I'm going to land on is The Catcher in the Rye. Because my really? dad, yeah, my dad said, read The Catcher in the Rye. It's a, an absolute classic and blah, blah, blah. I read it when I was definitely too young. I remember reading yeah. it and being like, okay, wasn't much of a plot there. Don't really <laughs> understand what's going on. Uh, and then I read it again when I was 18 going through heartbreaks and all of you know existential crises and who am I and read it and I was like oh my god I fucking get it now and I was just like this is sensational absolutely loved it and then I read it again in lockdown and I remember my so that would have been another 12 years later and was then what reading it as somebody who's been through that and is now much older than this person and can look back in like an oh wait so I remember my dad saying you'll come back to this book over your life and it'll and It'll, it'll mean change. different things and it'll change and and it, it absolutely did and I'm definitely gonna keep coming back to it I think it's a wonderful book about just an aimless teenager who doesn't know what the hell he's doing and he's just so lovable and keeps making all these mistakes and and you can see the influence of the catcher in the right on countless yes. like coming of age novels it's like it's like the definitive coming of age novel yeah. I'm gonna reread it yeah I just I love it and that so that I've got this I'm tied to it as like this was me being intellectual didn't get it and now I'm like oh my god I get it I understand books now and it's like (laughs) an achievement and also I'm not a re-reader and I'm Uh, I'm not generally well with tv shows I absolutely re-watch The Housewives on a loop but I don't even really re-watch films very much because I I think sitting down and watching a film to me is serious business like it's a commitment people I can't just have them on in the background like I have to sit and pay attention and it's the same with books so I haven't really re-read many books Regeneration I have and Catcher in the Rye is probably the only book in the whole world I've ever read three times so yeah I love me some catchy in the R I'm gonna reread it I mean the book that I reread once a year is As We Know A Visit From The Goon Squad oh how long is that 
Club's like two hundred and fifty pages. Oh, fabulous! I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a bash, you know, Do doing it. them both. Um, some quick honourable mentions oh, go, yeah, go to Michael Mapulgo's Private Peaceful. Not read it. Oh my god, he went to yeah. Kings. Oh really? There's a big picture of him outside Kings. Yeah. Oh yeah, and a little alumni, famous yeah. alumni section. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a, a, a heartbreaking book. All of Jacqueline Wilson's books. See, I wasn't because I was a boy. No, it wasn't that. I wasn't allowed. I was desperate to read Jacqueline Wilson and everyone. We used to have silent reading in school. Yeah. Where we would just sit and read, obviously. (laughs) Self-explanatory. What? And I didn't read Jacqueline Wilson because I didn't want to get made fun of. Oh, that's I've never ever read Jacqueline Wilson book. They are incredible and really before their time and she wrote exclusively about unique situations there was no not one singular nuclear family in any of those mm. um, books and oh what was the other one that was angus thongs and oh. full front and slugging oh, i can't say that yeah that that was they were a pinnacle well pinpoints my teen years mm-hmm. um loved the alex Ryder series I read the Alex Ryder series loads. Used to reread that. Oh like, my god, I'd time. read Point. Was that one called Point Blank? Point Blank was number two. Read that as well. God, go Skeleton me. Key was number three. Read that. Oh, you both. Scorpio was number four. I think mm, Archangel was fifth. I think I'm out. Um, they did get worse. Oh no, there was Silver. Silver. There was a snake. Silver Finn. No. No. Um, and Maximum Ride by James Patterson. Right. Right. I read my very first James Patterson book probably three years ago. He's a bad writer. It was abysmal. I couldn't believe how abysmal it was. It was hilarious. Well, I've got this is my one true claim to fame is that, well, my closest brush with fame was that, so Maximum Ride, I read the first one. My English teacher gave me a copy and she was like, I think you'll really enjoy this when I was in year seven. And she was fucking right. And I did. And I read them all. And he had, there were hundreds in this series, but he just used to, he just churned them out as like a money making scheme because yeah, there was no consistency. Like billions. Yeah. And Maximum Ride, the main character, she starts the books with blonde hair. And then halfway through, she's ginger. And, he, and it's like he's just forgotten who his character <laughs> is. And, and, and one book, something happens. And, it, and I just remember being outraged. And there was a site dedicated to the fans of this series and you could write fanfics of it before fanfics were like a thing and I was like I'm gonna write the alternate ending so I did and then lo and behold it took off I had to update it weekly (sighs) (laughs) so I had a weekly fanfic blog and I used to have tens of thousands of readers and if and I was in year nine at the time and if I was late uploading an entry I used to get angry like emails from fans being like, you've not uploaded this week's chapter. How the hell have you never told me that before? Because I was embarrassed about it for a really long time, but then it's only recently I've realized how sensational that was. My my mum really likes to bring that up. And I remember once showing one of these emails from someone that was really booting off because I'd been late uploading a chapter um, and she got all defensive she was like well people because it was like before the days of internet trolls she's like <laughs> people can't just you but do they understand that you're in year nine and you're you're studying and you're at school and i was like no mom they just think i'm an author <laughs> that is so hot 
I know. And then the site's closed down, so I can't find any of it. Oh, no. My friend Britt has been on a mission to find it ever since, and she's like a bit of an internet nerd. So <laughs> if anyone's going to find it, it'll be Brit. So one day it'll resurface. I can't wait. Can't wait for the day. And also, can we have some angry emails, please? Yeah. Should we just deliberately not upload a podcast one week and see what happens? No, because you know what will happen? Tumbleweed. Nothing. Oh, lovely. Well, there we go. Childhood books. What have we got? We've uh, got Owl and the Puss. We've got The, the Witches. Witches. Norton Crosses. Times Two. <laughs> the Outsiders. And Catcher in the Rye. I'm going to reread Catcher in the Rye. Starting tonight. Fabulous. It's very short, which I enjoy. So next week, honeys, we've got Jennifer Egan, Candy House. Ah! A Dip Dad Bettini. Dip Dad Bettini. Uh, still haven't watched the video of the guy making it, but I will post the rest online. And yeah, really looking forward to that. And I might try and read the Goon Squad in the meantime. Do it, do it, do it. And if you're wondering why we haven't talked about our fabulous weekend together, it's because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, bubba. See you tomorrow, but it'll be like two weeks ago by the time. Confusing. We're coming to at you from the future. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Have lovely lives, everybody. See you soon. <laughs> Love you. Bye.